What's that? Scrabbling around in the dumpster of the Junji Ito Memorial Home for Wayward Children? Why, it's Wandering Monster Roll Initiative! Hello and welcome once again to Wandering Monster, America's test table, where we don't play test games, we stress test them. I am John Baltusberger. Ian I am Charles Voss. R. Bernard. That was Ian Servas and Charles R. Bernard, and I You're am Mr. Paschke. The amazing thing is, is we can see each other. We can see our <laughs> stupid fucking mouths opening. We still choose to just dive in and keep... I mean, Charles Bernard, you have an excuse because you can't see our mouths moving because you're blind like a little baby bat suckling at the yeah, tips I usually of a go after larger, Bridget. A larger bat. Um, I like to go last mm. for a reason. <laughs> Friends, <laughs> I try to keep a clean house um something you may not know is when you have a child and or a puppy living in your house um cleanliness is a thing of the past um god has forsaken us um and so uh, it's kind of a fool's dream. We clean, we clean regularly. We, you know, pick up trash and we we get everything nice and looking good. And um, for the most part, there's this little corner of my living room, which you can see behind me, um, that does not look good. <laughs> it is it is covered <laughs> in just glancing around. There's a tape measure, some dice, a tarot deck. Um, there's a Nintendo case, but not the Nintendo. Oh, there's the Nintendo. Five post notes there. Um, this is Taylor's uh, measuring tape. Don't know why I have that, <laughs> but I do. You know, it's um, important when you need it, though. It is. Yeah. So uh, the re- the reason why my wife allows me to keep, um, let's call it my trashy little mountain uh, for a desk is because I've somehow convinced her that this is beneficial to my writing process. Um, and I've written like 20 books in the last four years, so fucking maybe so. <laughs> um, <laughs> trash gets a bad rap. Um, and in, in some cases, it, it is pretty bad. Like when we have mountains of trash in the ocean or landfills that are just just wrecking up the the planet and New making Jersey. it un, un <laughs> the garden state garden of garbage nurgle's garden state maybe <laughs> um <laughs> uh i was going so oh uh yeah sure we're like our garbage lifestyles are slowly making the world uninhabitable for us life will continue the earth will continue Maybe with fewer of us around, but like, so be it. Um, there are a plethora of critters that have adapted to our gross, disgusting human ways. And by God, most of them have little hands that are just fucking adorable. So cute. Um, <laughs> I don't know about most, but some of them do for sure. The cool some ones do. The, the cool ones that you can high five do. Yeah, um, yeah, for sure. I am, of course, talking about 
I really want to throw in some weird curveball there, but no, I'm talking about like raccoons and possums and uh, uh, even rats, like even even rats, centipedes, which, yeah. centipedes, uh, which I've never high fived a centipede. But like, <laughs> it'll take forever. It. But Wouldn't you know, recommend it. it? I'll fucking, I'll fucking <laughs> do it. Ain't no one gonna stop me. I was thinking of it giving you like a high five with its fangs, you know, like rearing up and just being like high five stab, you know. <laughs> um, the grub worms, bot flies. Um, yeah, I'm just, yeah. I'm just naming animals now. Uh, <laughs> isopods. Uh, I don't know. So yeah, pigeons, gulls. They're they're a little less adorable, but still within the the bounds of acceptable. My wife despises seagulls, like hates them. <laughs> um, and this is partially funny because I used to listen to ocean sounds, white noise to go to sleep. And every album or playlist <laughs> that had ocean sounds, <laughs> evidently had seagulls. Just uh, I, I, I yeah. had that phase. Yeah. One night, my wife woke me up from doing a similar thing. She's like, why is there screaming playing when you're sleeping? I'm like, it's not screaming. It's just a bird. It's fine. I have a, I have a playlist of all Charles Bernard Night Terror sounds. <laughs> um, uh, I say all this to say that while we continue to, um, on this epic journey of self-destruction and and self-filthification, nature continues to adapt and grow little hands that they can take our garbage, eat our garbage, and build tiny little <laughs> mech suits uh, out of it. Friends, tonight we are playing a game called Psychic Trash Detectives. This game was recommended yes. by our very own Bridget Brave. Um, I heard about it and immediately said, I'm going to be a fucking possum. And... As it is written, as it is done. Ian, tell us about this weird fucking game we're about to play. Oh, Jurassic, Psychic Trash Detective is written by Bridget Winter, and it has a strong cast of other editors and illustrators. Most notably among the talented cast is cat modeling that has been provided by Cheese Winterberger. So once you have a copy of the book and you look at the back for the acknowledgments, there is a picture of Cheese, who is a cat. So... Uh, I just have to put that out because I love when people acknowledge their pets and projects. So that is, I think the first one we've seen all year that had that. So I really want to make sure to give a shout out to Cheese. Uh, so my, this one of my first books I wrote with Reed Alexander, the uh, the acknowledgement was to all of our pets. Love it. <laughs> love it. So in this game, we are going to be exploring trash now normally when we think about objects once we throw them away that's usually the end of the life of that but every object that we have that we interact with that we create it gets a little bit of our psychic energy our feelings how we handle it is all imprinted upon it and there are animals that have kind of grown up on the fringe of civilization these are trash animals that are very sensitive to the psychic residue with these objects. And that ability helps them to use that to solve mysteries or explore the connections between the owners and their objects, the mysteries of reality, and so forth. 
So our cast tonight are various animals that will be using their ability to feel this energy and exploring stories together. This game is heavily a like a mutual storytelling game without a GM. Uh, I will still be in a moderator role in this because this game is really designed to be tactile that you play with your friends on the floor at a table with a literal bucket of trash. So I've actually asked the cast to bring pieces of trash of various types and you draw together. You make a lot of physical things to make this a very personal experience. But through the power of the internet, we're going to be altering this in just a way that we can really tell this story and explore these themes together uh, through our cameras. So definitely this is a really fun game to recommend for close-knit groups or even some con games where you really want to connect with people it's really designed for that so for, uh, for the love of uh the love of all that is holy do not use trash at a con for that game though well <laughs> contrast con is con the most highly highly toxic substance i can imagine yeah. I will just also, uh, before we introduce our characters, since I'm not really playing as a character, I'll just show a couple of random pieces of trash I brought that may or may not be used in the game. Uh, I have a Chicha Murado bottle, a can, dented, of Ooh. seltzer, and then also Kevin's Paleo General So Chicken or Cauliflower. Since we uh, Kevin is not playing with us tonight, I have Kevin represented. Nice. But we Paleo need bro. our. Yeah, well, it was on sale at Costco. It was closed <laughs> out. It was like a, like a dollar a, a thing. So my, I'm stocked up. Now, each of our cast are going to introduce their psychic animal, tell us a little bit about them. And then uh, why don't you also share your favorite, just one at the for right now, your one most favorite piece of trash you brought this evening. Okay. Um, I suppose I'm just going to barge right in here like an asshole because I will be playing with Seagull. And, and that's, yeah, and, and um, that's among the things they eat. And uh, seagulls are kind of assholes. But uh, I'll, be, I'll be playing a seagull named Jonathan Livingston. Um, I am a bit of a opportunistic detective, um, you know, enthusiastic. Uh, I work well with the group, although I'm greedy as shit and that can, uh, you know, can get in the way of things sometimes. And probably my favorite piece of trash I bought tonight is one uh, gently used pipe cleaner. Um, gently. You should see what they look like when they're fully used. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tobacco use only, kids. That's right. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I look down on this city from my trash heap. It begs for my help. And I whisper. <laughs> and then I pretend to be dead. Eventually it passes me by and I'm safe. Uh, I am... <laughs> I am playing uh, Screamass, the possum. Uh, he is, uh, he pictures himself as like a real badass hardcore detective. Um, hard boy, like, like he pictures himself like the dame walked into my trash office. Her legs were trashy, just the way I like them. Uh, but, uh, you know, he's, he's, 
he wants to be a mix of uh, Batman and, you know, a, a super cool noir detective. But also he is a possum that screams out his butt and pretends to be dead whenever he gets scared. Um, I have a lot of really good trash and I don't I, it's, I'm sad I have to choose one. Uh, but he does like to pretend to smoke. And his favorite thing to pretend to smoke is a discarded tampon applicator that he Ooh, found behind nice. a building. <laughs> Does that make you a regular smoker? Only if it's three or more a day. It's uh, pearls. <laughs> I just made a good tampon joke that only half of people don't skin. Um, all right. Who's next? Well, that leaves me. Um, allow me to get into character. Mm-hmm. 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 Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Let me just. Noise counseling. Oh, Your microphone's too good. Ah, damn it. Okay. Here, I'll help you out. Mm, thank you. That's excellent, Foley. Uh, there we go. I will be playing um, Bubbles, for lack of a better name. Uh, I am a tilapia. Um, I am a tilapia on a skateboard with um, <laughs> parts of an RC car that have been raked onto it to make the skateboard move. May um, I suggest a roller skate? Um, I already oh. drew a skateboard. Okay, nope, you're right. I'm so sorry. So sorry. So it's okay. Just it's a fair distinguish, like that. That's like a radio controlled car, not an RC brand car, like the the diet car or the car that's like store brand, right? Crap. Royal Crown <laughs> skateboard. Royal Crown car. No. <laughs> is is a... that what the RC is for? Yes. Royal yeah. Crown shit, I learned something today. Yeah, there nice. is a Royal Crown car or can attach to the front end as a bumper, but that's mostly cosmetic. Um, my favorite piece of trash today. Let's see here. No, not you. Uh, oh yeah. Uh, one of my daughter's diapers. <laughs> I, I thought about bringing a pee pad from the my little girl on camera, and then I was like, "Nah." But I'm I'm glad that you did that because that is a significant, uh, you, know, you know, that's a part of trash that should be wrapped for sure. She had fun filling it, and my wife had mm -hmm. fun taking it off, and I was now you're going to have fun with it too. You're gonna count this as a husband chore. This Bring is it on camera father tonight. of the year, gentlemen. <laughs> Bringing my daughter's used diaper on camera. You're welcome, America. I will say, I there were a lot of uh, my wife saw a lot of me. My mom, wife's on a lot of mom talk and mom, you know, social media stuff, and she saw a lot of memes clowning on dudes that like had their daughter on their chest or their kid on their chest while they're playing video games like look at this father being so lazy it's a baby what do you want them to be doing they're like the baby's with them they're the baby is enamored about the fact that i have a beard yeah sometimes like... <laughs> other times doesn't give a fuck sometimes it's just like whoa what Maybe is that real... hey hey patsky 
Yeah. Have you learned that babies are fucking judgy? Yeah. Like, fuck off, baby. You've been alive for 10 goddamn minutes, okay? I know more about the world than you do, baby. Sorry. Does not appreciate Claude Rames in any <laughs> of the movies that I have shown her. <laughs> Just slept through the Invisible Man. Unacceptable. Well, in fairness, you know. <laughs> There's no person the babies are just okay. Sorry. So the first thing that we're going to do is we are going to be building the town that we are going to be starting off the adventure in. Well, who wants to throw out like a, a lot of manual labor? <laughs> <laughs> I'm just a little guy though. I'm just a little fella. Yeah, we're all little guys. Just little guys. Um, so who wants to throw out a a name for the town that you're going to be oh. living in. Um, Duckburg. Duckburg. Uh, I'm no. hearing. A... I was going to suggest a really garbage town like, I don't know, Salt Lake City or Austin. Uh, we could go with the garbage Ooh. town like Indianapolis. Why don't we just Fuck call our it towns, by town. the way. Let's just call it garbage town. Garbage tin. Garbage tin. Yeah. Garbage tin. Garbage tin. Yeah, you drop the W. That's how you know that it's like a proper. Garbington. Garbington? Oh, yes. uh, I think we're getting there. It's somewhere uh, like. Yeah, Garbington. Garbage town. Yeah, I like Garbington. Oh, Garbton. We could, we could call it like. Um, Saint Garbageton. New Saint Garbageton. Garbage. There was an old one in Europe, and yeah. we're the new one here in yep. in yeah. the Americas. Mm -hmm. yeah. New Saint Garbageton. I like it. All right. So we need at a, least a two of us build worlds for a living. By the way, <laughs> <laughs> three of us really. We we do this professionally. I'm so sorry, everyone. I'm yeah, involved. but in fairness, whenever I have to name something, I just stare into space like I've come unplugged for like two full minutes. Like it's it's kind of sad. And maybe it might be easier to help develop some locations. So I'm gonna give a couple, like we're gonna do a couple of prompts to make a couple locations. And these are gonna be areas that we're gonna be exploring together as we unravel the mystery. So what is a place with a lot of food trash? Ooh, a lot of food trash. Um, school cafeteria dumpster. Uh, I was gonna say just the campus. Ooh, that is good. Yeah, I like elementary school cafeteria dumpster. I think that's like specific, but that's that's like a what do they call it? Like a, a broad specific. <laughs> yeah. What is a place that is buzzing with psychic energy? Um, the, the building with the three X's on the sign and like the people go in there and they always have their coats pulled up. I forget what it's called because I'm a fish. The lion's den. Oh yeah. That's if you're from the Midwest. I know what that is. What the <laughs> hell are you guys talking about? It's a, a sex shop. store. You buy there, oh, there. Thank you. An adult yeah. novelty lot shop. A lot of, lot of, lot of spiritual energy there. Yeah, I'd say so for sure. Yeah. I'm I'm okay. probably the only one here who's read. No, John's probably read about sex magic, but I, yeah, hundred uh, percent. Wait, the, the... sex magic? Go on. <laughs> yeah. I have. Oh, it's 
Charles, I actually have books on Jewish sex magic. Yeah, yeah. Um, not the only kind of sex magic there is, but no, not at so all. Yeah, like let's let's go with the adult novelty. Uh, oh, but let's call it a adult novelty outlet store. Yeah, it's an outlet oh, store. What are they called? The uh, <laughs> uh, Adam and Eve outlet store. It's the it's the, oh, the factory overstock. Um, overstock the adult overstock yeah. outlet. I was thinking the yeah. store that like specializes in the returns, where it's like, yeah, this got returned. The packaging yeah, was damaged, slightly defective. Yeah, it's a remainder <laughs> store or whatever it it's is. A, like, it's yeah, a double-headed. Double I'm picturing, I'm picturing adult magazines <laughs> where the text has been switched with like, yeah, <laughs> hand to God. There is a copy of Gods of the Dark Web by Lucas Mangum where the text was incorrectly put with someone's like family, like. Like they made a book for their family reunion, and I pray to God that they got a family reunion book <laughs> filled with the text of God's from the dark web. Dude, how much is that copy worth now? Uh, that God's of the dark web that's actually someone's family. Like Shane McKenzie fought me for it at KillerCon. <laughs> we almost came to blows. That's awesome. What's the location that you can smell anywhere in town? Ooh, the Pizza Hut. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's but something funky not, at this uh, particular Pizza Hut. It, well, for one thing, it's it's like trapped in time because it's one of those old ones where you used to be able to go and no, get the no, Charles, uh, Charles, Agony Buffet. Or the, Charles, what? it's their test kitchen. It's one where they try the new flavors oh, and yeah. combos. <laughs> Pizza Hut Cat's Kitchen, yeah. Yes. You're always smelling something strange, like their beef stroganoff pizza, stuff like that. Exactly, like, yes. Sometimes yeah. it's really good. Sometimes, well, we're trash. Yeah, animals, we so always, it's always think it's good. good. Yeah, man. Yes. I think they were doing hot bar flavor. Amazing. I really like the Crunchwrap Supreme Pizza. Yeah, that we ate like kings that day. Not even their um, test scientists wanted to eat that one. They made, a, we, pizza. We <laughs> they ate, made like, a pizza that even gave us diarrhea. We're going to do two more locations. Uh, full of humans, even at night. Mm. Well, we uh, already listed the, one of the oh, locations. Oh, oh. <laughs> You're right. um, um, I can do a different prompt. No, Charles sounds like he has something. Bond Bob Donovan or some dumb name, uh, Bob Newman's uh, 24-hour roller rama. It's a 24-hour roller skating rink, and the it. parking lot is a hotbed of delinquent activity and popcorn. I was going to suggest the Junji Ito Memorial uh, Funhouse. <laughs> <laughs> that's, in, that's in a different town. And then lastly, what is a a location where trash animals are not welcome. Uh, uh, the old folks' home? <laughs> Bernanette, Bernanette Sunset House. Yeah. <laughs> and we're not welcome, but we get in there. Oh, yeah. Ah, That's where I got my coat. <laughs> 
Okay. And then there is uh, going, there are going to be additional things that have come up that have also been developed by Bridget, who is not able to be joining us tonight, uh, but she's also provided me some of the improv materials that we're going to be working with as kind of uh, part of the mystery. Now we know a little bit more about New St. Garbington. Now what we need to do is identify a mystery that needs solving. There are three general types of mysteries that we explore in this game. And we're going to pick one of these. So choose between someone is missing, something has been taken, and something smells wrong, like an existential threat. Mm, I, like, I like something is missing, or someone is missing. Yeah, that's always a timeless classic. Especially yeah. as an existential threat. Like... We're playing as animals. I feel like something smells wrong might be a little bit closer. I don't know. Well, I picture what I'm picturing, Patchkey, okay. is like an elder of the trash animal community has gone missing. Someone that we mm. all respect. So this like is maybe an person. oversized feral pig. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Or, so uh, it sounds like you're wanting to do a miss missing person or missing object. Missing person. Missing person. Okay. Yeah. All right. Then what I'm going to do is I am going to read a Mad Lib, or we're going to do a Mad Lib. So there are Weakly three distinct. Yes, we're doing a fill in the blanker. So. I want you to look at all the trash that you have brought with you to the game today and look at what's written on the objects. What I want from um, each of you is a noun from the trash. Mm. Or, uh, or if someone wants to give me a name first, and then the other two can be nouns. Well, how about we do it like that? Filter. So I hear filter as a name. Okay. Uh, gel cap. Two nouns. Gel cap. Okay. From some expired uh, sleep medication. And then uh, I got berry. Berry like the fruit. Yeah, but we could make a berry like the guy. Why not? Oh, no, no, no. That, that's perfect. Well, either or. Actually, you know what? I, how about I do that? I'm going to swap in the order of what we're doing. So Barry will be the name, and we'll swap order with filter. So that brings us to today's mystery that we're going to be solving today. Barry or the case of the gel cap with no filter. So, are you going to be starting off with some type of detective uh, theme music? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, that was the that was the like the case of the thing. Fantastic! Uh, it's John. John's a, doing a radio production tonight. Yeah, <laughs> the only CD that uh, that Scream Ass owns is. One he found outside the uh, the stadium after they closed it down. <laughs> it's all the like hype music for the sports games. 
Now, this game involves a lot of safety tools and a lot of improv tools, such as like the yes and. So we have a basic prompt here that's going to be our mystery for this evening. If anyone would like to alter or tailor this, insert any other words from your trash to flesh this out further, now is an opportunity or otherwise we're going to start setting the scene. I would like to make it a little more dangerous by adding the phrase bloodstained. Where? I mean, any place you put that really has a lot of... Uh, Bloodstained berry? <laughs> Bloodstained... <laughs> I, su I okay. suggest Bloodstained berry. I, I was waiting to hear the chorus since this oh. is your collective I story just, you're tying together. In my in my head, I'm just picturing someone who's like very inept with tools and objects. So he's always like, "God damn it!" Like <laughs> it's just like blood. Like uh, so, so it's a, a guy named Barry. Like yeah. But yeah. this uh, this comes from my chewed up copy of Bloodstained Curse of the Moon uh, that my dog got that I just like cannot bring myself to throw away because I don't want it to be destroyed. Okay. So, let us dive further into this. Now, you were kind of talking about maybe this being the elder of the trash animal community. What is the mystery? So, what, like, who maybe cares that Bloodstained Berry is missing? Or what is something that maybe the whole community might know about this? Like, little hints or rumors? Well, without Bloodstained Berry, um, everyone's not, like, gonna, it's gonna be a free-for-all for all the trash. Uh, I can only sustain off of flakes and tiny bits, and Barry was always good enough to make sure that someone would put them into my bowl, but not too much where my water would get cloudy and I would die. Without Barry, I'm a dead fish. I am a dead tilapia. That's what's gonna happen. We have to find Barry. Any other pillar of the community. <laughs> yeah. Pilgrim of the community, um, he ensured that no group uh gained too much uh power. Uh no like the raccoon really let's be uh, I don't want to bring also, race into was, this, but let's the... be honest. He kept the raccoons in check. Yeah, the raccoons would have eaten right, right. without Barry. Yeah. Well, they would have killed us all and the humans to boot. But yeah. but so so in this case, Barry is like the lawgiver or whatever. Like uh, the he's the peacemaker. The like he's the one who yeah, arbitrates yeah. between us. Uh, he's definitely not a cop. He's more yeah. of a friend to everyone. I mean, he would tell us he was a cop. Yeah, he has to. <laughs> he would tell us to hide the joint if he was he's a cop, but he's not a legally, cop, so it's fine. Legally, he has to tell us if he's a cop. That's right. <laughs> By the way, if you're listening to this, please understand that the cops do not have to tell you they're a cop. What? <laughs> yeah, that's a, that's a myth. There. I'll go you one better, John. When dealing with the cops, remember that the first rule of dealing with the cops is that there are no rules for them. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's true. Are there other clues or bits of information that you want to incorporate into this mystery? Uh, uh, I think we are getting close to the holidays, and 
Um, those of us who are more used to eating out of human trash cans than others are aware that humans like eating ham around Christmas time. <laughs> so we're like me, probably some of the raccoons, the rats, we're real nervous. Um, I once lost a cousin who was fed three hams. Sorry, it's a Brack show reference for anyone out there who's just like, what the fuck is Pashki talking about? That's me most of the time. Well, so, uh, the, Brack, the Brack show is the one that they saved, actually. They nuked Space Ghost, but kept Brack show. The bummer. So now we have a little bit of information about the world that we're playing and a little bit about some of the character dynamics and your relationship to this mystery. Now, each of you start... What is maybe a theory that your character has about why Bloodstained Berry is missing? And perhaps what the involvement of gel caps and filters have to do with any of this, if at all? Well, yeah, we've already determined it was the raccoons, right, guys? Uh, no, I think... I think you're prejudiced. Um, yeah. I, I think that uh, one thing I can tell you about gel caps is that they are not good to eat because I tried that once and it did not go well for me or the multiple humans that I flew right over. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so I know that gel caps are trouble. Here's the thing. Um, I... I cased where we last saw uh, Bloodstained Barry, uh, named because Barry had a single tusk that he used to defend uh, a bunch and just gored the shit out of a person. Um, and like <laughs> Bloodstained was a mark of honor. He was our defender. Anyway, I cased the place where he disappeared, and that's where I found the filters and the, the gel caps, right? Um, my theory is that a group of humans kidnapped Barry and are keeping him as a pet. Happened to a cousin of mine. Humans, if it has fur, they'll just take it. And they're just like, no, this is my best friend now. And like, my cousin was like, no, please, please let me go back to eating lice and fucking ticks in the wild. And they're like, no, I love you so much. I'm petting you. And my cousin's like, yeah, human tried that with well, me once, had to get away. And, you know, those of us who knew him well uh, knew that not only did he go by Bloodstained Berry, but also by Harry Berry. So, you know... <laughs> he had Harry Berries, a, for sure. A, a, yeah, a furry pet. That that might make sense. I, you know, I bet that humans had a hand in it somehow. Um, Fucking humans. Those dicks, so... Also, yeah. I do need to meet the person who was like, I wanted this wild tilapia as a pet. Yeah, um, <laughs> Tiffany was a little brat. And, you know, I'm just glad that her brother's <laughs> car was like the pieces were at hand. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to fashion this sweet skateboard oh. for myself. Oh, shit. Okay. Is it I motorized? Don't... Oh, yeah, it's motorized. Are you kidding me? Look at these lovers up Hell here. Yeah. Swims I... up and like hits nice. the little thing to go forwards and back. I don't want to empower um, our fishy friend's prejudice. I mean, it's, what it's not if, prejudice if it's accurate. Well, what if the raccoons <laughs> led humans to bury? Why would they do that? Well, because I mean, without, they have, without the, Barry, they have free reign of the city. 
and they conspire all the time. You ever see them sitting there just rubbing their hands together to like washing things in the river? That's where my people live. I don't trust them. I'm willing to go along with the hypothesis, but I think that anti-thief mask prejudice is going a long way here. I think that just because they look like adorable little bandits does not mean that they are necessarily bandits. Um, that's all. What you're getting at is that you have theories and thoughts and some prejudice about what's happening here. And the only way you're going to be able to solve this mystery is by finding things that are going to give you core essential clues about what happened. And that is through the garbage that is strewn across the city. Now, it's becoming nighttime, and you know that at sunrise, the humans' waste department will come along and toss all of that trash. And with that, will go all of the evidence that you need to find Barry and bring peace and water cleaning to your tilapia friend. So you said that you've cased a location that was in perhaps in where Barry was abducted. What location would you like to investigate first to find psychic trash to lead you further into the mystery? Uh, I would, John, I would check out John, the party. Sorry, Charles, what were you saying? I was saying uh, I would go check out that parking lot at the Rollerama since it's 24-7. Hmm. Okay. Um, there are probably still some delinquents hanging out there that we can I was going to suggest the drop. Pizza Hut, but I think that's just because I want to try the new flavors. Let's hit the Rollerama. Burt Bacharach's Rollerama. Yeah. I don't know who I said, but Burt Bacharach is way better. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, as you approach the uh, Rollerama, you can see that the parking lot is indeed full. There's loud disco music that is coming outside of the Rollerama, and every few minutes you hear it blast even louder as humans filter in and out of the Rollerama. You see that there are people milling about in the parking lot, and that the crackling letters of the Burt Bacharach uh, roll around like flicker on and off, perhaps ominously. What are the humans hiding in there? Now, in this game, um, if we were in person, we would write obstacles down on a on little note cards, and then they're randomized to each location. So when you approach one of these areas, you know going into it that there are two challenges that you have to, as a group, figure out how to solve before you're able to get close to the psychic trash. So as you approach here, the two known obstacles that you'll need to collaborate on are the parking lot, is closed. There is a latched gate keeping it closed. Why the humans closed it? Uncertain. The other thing is there is a robotic street sweeper that is making rounds around the parking lot, cleaning up after all of these filthy humans. 
as with one of you, as you are starting to kind of tell the story together, when you make a good, plausible solution to the obstacle that everyone else agrees, you would give them a piece of your trash to that person as a reward. That trash that that person accumulates will get used later when we start going into the psychic trash as little touchstones for some of the activities that we do. So there's a little bit of economy here uh, that is going to make this an interesting experience by the end of the night. So we'll do it step by step. But all of you can take turns, setting the scene, adding details, and then when you feel ready to uh, encounter one of the obstacles, you can dive head first into it any order that you want. The scene is yours, trash animals. So I think the uh, the lock gate, I don't think is going to be a problem at all. Maybe for you. Maybe you, you, you with legs and hands and the ability to go up. That's great. Cool. Yeah, just forget about your friend, <gasps> the fish on a skateboard. No, 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 no. no. That, I have an idea. That can't. Go ahead. Uh, go. How good is your aim? uh my fine feathered friend how good's my aim like yeah crazy good yeah. what if you i i can i can shit out a, a birthday candle at like 45 yards here's did you, have you notice the word here have you noticed how the street sleepers window is cracked yeah as yeah, he's driving towards the you gate you poop in his eye and he just drives right through the gate. Bingo, bingo. We go through after. Hot she's on tap. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, this is a robotic cool. street sweeper, I... by the way. That's a clarification. That uh, robot sensors. No serious question. Do do those exist? Roombas. Like, robotic yeah. street sweepers. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they do. Tesla made I mean, have, any, have any of them tried to kill Elon Musk yet? <laughs> uh, no, no. Oh. I'm reading his biography, and I know of the various ways that he's escaped death, and that's not one of them. Oh. So far, anyway. <sighs> Very well. Okay, that, well, that was my, that was my <laughs> grand scheme. Is there a ramp? Can we make oh. a ramp? I am on a skateboard. I have at least a eight volt battery motor. I can probably jump this, right? I mean, I can fly over the damn gate being a seagull, but uh, the question is our, our friend here helping our friends. So yeah, let's see. Yeah, none of these um, are none of these are uh, a a hindrance for you. The street sweeper gives me a hindrance, and the gate gives him a hindrance. Yeah. Hmm. Well, have you thought about just like I mean they? I don't know how street sweepers work. To be honest, do they sweep dirt like into something? Is there an internal chamber? Okay, in them? so at real world street sweepers generally have like a giant barrel esque brush thing that spins, soaking th like brushing things in, and then side ones that kind of sweep around to bring it like the trash and debris and sand into the middle part, and then it's got kind of like a wet 
dry vacuum kind of a thing going on where it sucks everything up at least the ones i've seen around parking lots i don't know if this is a universal like every street sweeper is the same but if it's like what i've seen that's the general concept is that accurate ian i mean maybe the maybe the best play is for you to get swept up uh my fishy dude and then blow things up from inside it, um and emerge triumphant like like a knight that a dragon swallowed or something just a thought maybe not, not I don't i'm know. not crazy about that plan <laughs> i don't think it's gonna work do you have at least some M80s you can put in my bowl to like help me out with this? <laughs> now, as as moderator, there will be times that I will interject with prompts to help guide you along. The first thing to think about is what are the items of trash that you have with you? Are there any of these things that might help you to overcome the gate or the sweet streeper that uh, sweeper that is making its rounds around the parking lot? Nope. Okay. I've got this on the back of my skateboard. I've got this diaper. They have <laughs> an absorbent material inside of them from what I've come to understand. If we get the street sweeper to suck this up, it's going to expand inside of its tank, clogging it, causing it to shut down. Okay. I'm willing to give it a try. It's a horrible idea for me to have this on me. Given if it got my bowl, it would really kill me. I mean, Worst case scenario, you get rid of it. So, um, is that everyone? I kind of agree that that is the solution that will take out the sweet sweeper. I feel like that is the best bet we have. Fantastic. If the inventory is the actual literal trash that I brought to the game. Then, yeah, that's probably our best play because I mean, I didn't bring any like barrel bombs or whatever. You know, I, I am a little bit surprised now. So describe <laughs> how you you get that diaper into the machine. <clears throat> well, I'm on a skateboard. We put it on one end <clears throat> and then the rack or the the the, the possum. Uh, like we, we move my bowl to the other side of the skateboard. We put the, the diaper on the other side. The possum kind of does a two paw flip trick thing. And we launch the diaper in front of the street sweeper. You uh, agreed to that. I'm down. Yeah, um, I do. I do a triumphant, uh, like circle overhead and go, like, just to celebrate and feel like I'm contributing as we do it. That's all. So the diaper flings across the air into the sweet streaker. What sound does it make as it begins to get clogged up and break down? Sport. Ashley's got this one. That's it, like soaring through the air and tumbling. And that's is your noise canceling. <laughs> your noise canceling, uh, Mike, is actually canceling out all of your best police academy sound effects. Oh, so for the, I'm here. For the audio listener, you need to project in your own sound effects. <laughs> so Better if you <laughs> okay, let me try again. That's it hitting the pavement, and then <laughs> that's the the thing spinning as it gets closer. 
You, audience, will still need to interject your own sound effects. Not working Probably loudly out in public. Okay. I give up. So you, you see the street sweeper make a whole bunch of sound effects that are very loud in your head. As sparks fly out the sides, and it comes to a grinding halt just on the other side of the closed gate. None of the humans out in the parking lot seem to really notice or care that the sweet streeper has broken down. You hear, again, loud disco music that also borders on pop and hip-hop at times, but still a very rhythmic. <laughs> that's pretty much, that's the, that's the sound on the radio right there. <laughs> it's true. It's all just become one genre. All right, so now that we've killed the street sweeper, how do I get in? Yeah. Can a seagull um, carry a skateboard? First <laughs> What does the latch or lock look like on the gate that is impeding you? Is this something that you can uh, manipulate with your animal appendages? Oh, oh wait, wait, hold on. I've hold got on. a pipe. I've got a pipe cleaner to help with that. One second. Like, uh, um, with a strange tarry substance on it that can be molded to help with the lock. It is a padlock. It is a, uh, yeah, it is a master lock padlock. Um, yeah, man, use my uh, use my uh, pipe cleaner with the gummy substance uh, on it. I watch a lot of lock picking videos uh, over people's shoulders. Uh, and what I've learned is that <laughs> Master Lock is uh, kind of just extra hot garbage spread across the city. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to just climb up the, climb my little possum body up, uh, grab the grab the lock, and slam it against the uh, the gate, which from all, from all appearances should pop that sucker open. We have two great solutions that have been proffered. What is the group going with? Rust the lock. I like it. Yeah. Let's just, just break that bad boy open. That, that sound okay to you, Jonathan Livingston? Yep. Okay. So, with your little uh, gloved hands, you take and you smash that lock, eventually open, and it crumples up, opening up the gate. Now, we talked earlier about rewarding each other with pieces of trash. So you have the solution for the sweet streeper. Uh, what piece of trash would you like to give to your um, ithoid friend? Probably not the... Probably not the gel caps, huh? Um, I will give him. Uh, I'm going to give him an empty Topo Chico bottle. He seems to like glass. And boy knows. I have them in spades. Uh, and then for the solution for the gate, anybody want to reward? Um, you know, I've already forgotten your name. I need to make sure that I write Scream that ass. down. Scream ass. Scream I forget ass. Scream Ass. That's a shame on me. I'm going to give you one of two blank plastic cards that I have. It has nothing on it. It's <clears throat> okay, just plastic and card shaped. It's white. Okay. 
So like you know, the fish swims up and just like kind of passes a card out of its bowl. I grab it with my weird little possum hand. Huh. So you have opened up the way. Uh, what are you doing to explore the parking lot or the, inside the rolly rink? Um, the and uh, remember that one of your abilities is kind of uh, picking up on psychic emanations. So you're trying to find what the like where this psychic trash is. Where do you think this special piece of, of trash that is a clue to the mystery might be located in this parking lot? Uh, for this for this challenge, uh, Scream Ass is walking around pretending to smoke and narrating uh, his disgust at the people. Uh, it's not actually helpful, but it is what he's doing. Okay. Jonathan Livingston or Bubbles? Um, Bubbles is kind of scurrying his way on his little board, uh, just kind of swimming up. And, like, he swims up and just kind of, like, pushes the lever to make him go forwards. And then he has to swim down, kind of circle the bowl, assess. And so it takes an exorbitant amount of time for him to circle the building. But that is his goal, is to, like, kind of scope out the situation. Wouldn't I be better equipped to do that? Yeah, you would be. And you should. Because okay. I am not going to get this done. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm just going to swoop majestically over the uh, parking lot, feeling for psychic vibes and or fries, uh, french fries or vibes, either one. You do see that uh, scattered across the pavement is a scad of fries. It looks like some of them have stepped yeah. on. What is your favorite shape of French fry? Oh, the Arby's uh, curly key fry for sure. The seasoned curly fry. That is the king among fries. I agree on the shape. I disagree on the venue, but. Mm. Oh. Those. So you see that, you know, amongst these strewn fries is something that is radiating a lot of psychic energy. Uh, mm. if, as you are hovering above it and doing your majestic swoops and dives, uh, Livingston, you see that it looks like a, uh, well, you get a closer look and you see that it is a uh, white box almost looks like a jewelry box and it hmm. seems to really stick out of place like it doesn't seem to belong here at all and a little bit of shininess of it catches your attention and you can feel intense emanations radiating off of it hmm. so um i'd like to you know cock cock out to my friends to, with my shrill seagull voice in hopes that they will join me. Um, but I'm going to scarf some fries before I invite them over. Like, that's just seagull rules. Um, but, they, I mean, not all of them. They can still have plenty of fries. <laughs> I mean, if oh, I can yeah, get I'll, I'll go yeah. I'll go cool. over there. Have some fries. Get get some of these fries. They're really good. I just um, need like three or four like, little uh, bits, like the end pieces. I don't need yeah. a full fry. That that full fry would be too much. You. Thank you. 
Yeah. Um, wait a minute. I'm a seagull. I've got like uh, scabby claws. Uh, maybe my man with the opposable thumbs over here would help you out. Yeah. Wait, no. do possums have thumbs? Yeah. Yes. Right? Yes? Yep. Okay. Yep. I thought I was losing my fucking mind for a second there. I forgot track of like what has thumbs. <laughs> I shove um, my, uh, I shove my, uh, happens my once fake... a week. I forget what has thumbs. <laughs> <laughs> I shove my cigarette back in my pouch, uh, and then, uh, break up some French fries for the, for my telepy pal, my telepal, if you will, uh, <clears throat> before like taking a handful and like marching around the box, trying to look all important and snacking on fries. But uh, yeah, I'm going to, uh, at the end of it all, I'm going to just kind of like pop that sucker open. Try to try to get the psychic emanation from it. So Yeah, how do we do that? So that leads us to our visions. So to start off with, as you are all getting around this jewelry box, um, you all need to be guided by a pertinent question that relates to the mystery. And the question that really seemed to be at the forefront at the beginning of this developing mystery is who is responsible for the disappearance of Bloodstained Barry? So that's going to be what's guiding you as you are going through the this first psychic thing. So the emanations from this box are intense. It's palpable. There is a very strong connection to it. As you tune in, um, we're going to use a uh, a one of many different visions that you get to experience. What we're going to do is we're going to do a psychic poetry slam. So one of you is going to start and you're going to pick a word from your trash and speak it and it's going to be followed by someone else as a stream of consciousness and that is going to provide we're going to continue expanding this until you feel like you can interpret this cryptic message and figure out who it is responsible for the disappearance of bloodstained berry so looking at your trash who would like to start with a word and if it would be helpful to have me participate to add more words i have plenty of interesting trash here as well core what was that you started with <clears throat> core C-O-R-E. Core. Apple core. Hmm. Baltimore. Circle. Bubbles? Um. Um. German. Housewife. Sorry, that's two words. That it could be wrong. Okay. We'll just go with housewife. Um, okay. Very few of these make sense in any, any sort of a sequitur fashion, but uh, um, paper sleep. The number four. Would you like me to um, read what you've developed so far? Yeah. Or would you like to continue? Core. No, no. For God's sake, help us. 
Core Baltimore, Circle Housewife, Paper Sleep 4. If you uh, want, as you start to fine tune, you can make this poetry slam more cohesive if you want to use proper uh, like words and things that might make it more cohesive rather than being purely Baltimore was a dumb joke from an old cartoon. So go ahead and take that out of there. I understand the the Apple Corps Baltimore reference. Who's your friend? Thank you. Yeah, me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Good. All right. Okay. Uh, so to so go ahead core and take circle. Baltimore out of the blue pool. So I've got core circle oh, housewife circle. paper sleep four. Who's better with uh, word games than me? Yeah, I am, but I'm on medium, so or the uh, moderator. I am not good at word games. Well, housewife certainly implies human involvement. I mean, as far as I know, among free animals, trash animals, wild animal. No, no. So those are the and then house that and then us. Yeah. Trash animals, free animals and house animals are the three, I think. And of those, I don't think. It, well, Housewife could mean like I don't know house. I don't. I don't think so. I think it's a human. Like a keeper. So this could be perhaps a uh, a core group of people or trash animals involved in this cabal with oh, yeah. some type of human. There was an exchange of goods, perhaps paper. Maybe that's money. Sleep is involved, so perhaps bloodstained berry was asleep at the time or put the sleep and then the number four mm. maybe that's the number of culprits that are involved in this i Does like that, that. give um, you more yeah, information yeah, yeah, yeah. Keep this vision yeah, going sure. do you feel like you can draw a conclusion yeah. from this that you'd like to have a final interpretation i think yeah i think we should go um talk to those raccoons i think the theory about them selling the uh beloved um pillar of the community to the you know humans that that makes sense if they're collaborators to me so mm -hmm. what do you guys think <clears throat> the raccoons do always come in groups of i four. found these sleep a gel caps near the location where he disappeared what if the raccoons fed him the gel caps to get him to go to sleep mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. oh yeah as a means of kidnapping him exactly yeah in exchange for now it, i'm thinking it's paper like literally paper because raccoons don't know money yet do they i honestly uh, don't know you i know don't some dogs do but i don't know if raccoons do what about carnival some, tickets like cheese some wrappers ravens and other birds definitely do yeah um, yeah, yeah oh yeah cheese mm, wrapper yeah i i mean i'm not saying i would necessarily sell out my mother for some cheese wrappers but you know it'd be a possibility i am going to send that clip to sherry <laughs> what <laughs> she would agree a, i'm going to send a clip she'd of charles saying i would the, sell my mother for cheese wrappers to his mom she'd, uh. send, she'd sell me down the river for cheese wrappers as well or for cheese you know we're a very passionate family when it comes to food 
you have a bit of core mystery um, solved in this. So you know exactly uh, perhaps who took Barry, um, but then we're going to be traveling to other locations in the town to figure out where is Barry or how was he captured, other things. What is the next question that you want to have answered in your mystery? I mean, where he is now seems the obvious one, right? That's a, yeah, that's the most important one. Yeah. That and if that and if he's alive, but you know, I alive or not alive, we'll find out when we find the body or still living feral pig. Okay. So given that, other locations that may be tied to this mystery are the um, the backside of the school cafeteria of the local elementary school, the adult novelty outlet store, the pizza hut, or the uh, Bernanette Sunset House. Which location do you think is more like... I think Guys, as much as I really want to go to the pizza hut... We killed it coming up with locations. We did. Yeah. As much as I want to go to the pizza hut, I think the Bernadette house is the most likely. Yeah. Either that or the adult. No, okay, okay, follow me on this. We've all seen Black Mirror. No, right? no, we no. have not. Okay. Seen what? There, there's an episode of Black Mirror um, where the British Prime Minister has to uh, have some Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. The first the one. Yeah. I'm just saying. I, I, I want to remind you that uh, uh, Mr. Servas men- uh, mentioned near the beginning of this that this game mm. has lots of safety tools and that's true and things, and that he activated one of those safety tools yeah. before we went on air. Yeah, yeah, fair point. My bad. Let's <laughs> let's backpedal. Let's let's not have Charles make John edit things again. <laughs> I'm looking out for the wellness of our viewers. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I'll go with the party. <laughs> so what does the Bernadette Sunset House look like as you approach it? Grim. Uh, I no. think it's overly Daryl. Overly what? Overly, overly sterile. Mm, like, like too clean. Too, yeah. Like freshly That's coated good. Yeah. paint, even like super sterile. Okay, so we have sterile, mm-hmm. we have grim. Um, so the challenges for the obstacles for this are automatic sprinklers, and uh, actually, I need one more obstacle that is associated with this. What is an obstacle that would prevent you from finding the psychic trash in this area? Old man jithers, the groundskeeper. The oh, yeah, the overzealous groundskeeper. I was literally going to say. Um, He's like way, two minutes like, from moving in here. By the way, for for just a couple seconds there, that played out like I would imagine, like focus group research marketing for um like the old folks home industry would go like what words do you associate with old folks homes sterile grim okay and how do we change that like it's just that was so yeah 
uh um and yeah so groundskeeper and what was the other one we had old man the automatic sprinklers oh the sprinklers yeah fuck those things what road spikes can we can we throw road spikes in there for funds (laughs) would you like to replace the automatic sprinklers with road spikes instead all over the country, absolutely, want... <laughs> right now. I want to point out that, that again, that is only a uh, a problem for you. Yeah. <laughs> Water sprinkler doesn't bother me at all. That's fine. It'll just top my bowl off. I'm good. <laughs> Fish love. Fish love. Um... I almost said caffeinated water. That's not chlorinated water. There we go. Yeah, you know, I mean, the, the chlorine mm. keeps the gills clean. That's what I say. <laughs> the the I thing with the chlorines mean, together has their gills clean together. I think I think you mean fluoridated water, John. And I I don't think that most people worry about that who aren't from Texas. <laughs> So are you right? Not chlorinated water. It's both. There's Uh, there's a little bit of chlorine in in water. It's part of the Mm -hmm. uh, water uh, uh, sanitation process. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So, um, what was the final quote? Was that spike or sprinkler? I was not sure. Um, I don't think there was a consensus. Let's just keep it with sprinkler and move on. Okay. So as you are approaching this. between the three of you, how do these two obstacles come up, and then how do you resolve them? Hmm. Well, when the sprinklers go off, I just basically wheel over there and try to catch as much water in my bowl. This is—I'm yeah, not sure how the sprinklers is going to be a, a hindrance for any of us. Well, well, it scares this me. is where the shit out of me, and I take off flying so. If you guys want my help on this mission, you've got to figure out how to turn them off because I don't I don't deal well with lawn sprinklers as a I, seagull. I wheel myself over the sprinkler so it just hits the bottom of my deck. Oh yeah. That and works. So you're good. Uh, well actually yeah. they'll come back on if you move. So while you're doing that, I will claw over to the hose and gnaw through the uh the hose. So it's just leaking out near the uh the nozzle instead of uh Going through the sprinkler. Look at my, look at my friendos going to bat for me. Thanks, guys. Yeah, thanks for those fries earlier. No problem. Fries tra- are uh, universal currency. Any trash you would like to reward this uh, selfish act? Yeah, um, for both of you, for um, my friend in the bowl. I let's see what do I have that's most appropriate. I've got a bottle cap that might be fun. Uh, do you do you want a bottle cap? Is it shiny? It is shiny. It's very shiny. Cool. Um. Yeah. Go ahead. Drop that in there. Just there drop. My, just drop my bowl. And he immediately goes up and starts bopping it and trying to like almost eat it because it's shiny and reflecting whatever little lights coming off of the street light. And uh, eventually it settles to the ground and he just goes down and picks at it. Is it a Topo Chico <laughs> bottle cap to match the bottle I gave no. him earlier? No, regrettably, it's a uh, like kind of a bent up uh, soda cap. 
Um, so regrettably, no. But John, for you, um, I have your choice of a fragrant piece of twine or a scrap of fancy black paper. Uh, I will take the twine, actually. Cool. It's about, um, I'd say, four inches of fragrant hemp twine in like a hemp color. Stuff. <laughs> Talk to me a bit about the groundskeeper. What is he doing uh, at, that's preventing you from being able to explore the old folk or the uh, sunset house? He hates um, trash animals. He hates all animals. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a real piece of shit. Like he watched Caddyshack yeah. one too many times and was just like, yeah, fuck gophers, <laughs> fuck squirrels, fuck birds, fuck. And yeah. He we, believes we his parents getting too. a divorce on seagulls. Yeah, yeah. Well, in fairness, I mean, I did sleep with his mom. So. <laughs> I was going to say, in fairness, I fucked the shit out of his mom. <laughs> yeah, I videotaped it because I'm the I... one who knows how to use technology. So you guys are animals. <laughs> and I was applauding. Well, the, maybe the groundskeeper's a bird, too. You don't know. I mean, there's not discrimination employment, uh, in employment everywhere against us, so... Yeah, he he hates he hates animals. He just despises all animals. Okay. So then, how do you interact or subdue or overcome him as an obstacle from you being able to fully explore this place and find the psychic trash? That's on me. Um, I'm going to I'm going to let him see me, like on the edge of a fence or on the edge of the grounds or whatever, what have you. And kind of just keep running just ahead of him, uh, so that my friends can explore and look for the trash while I am distracting the groundskeeper. Like that one guy in the Breakfast Club, he sacrificed yeah. himself for his Same. friends. Yeah, so I'm running and like, don't you forget about me? No, <laughs> no, but it's done that. It's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, oh. see, like, um, again, I forget what sound you s said that possums make, but I was like, I thought they just hissed. And then you said they make it out of their ass. So now I'm very confused about possum anatomy. Um, <laughs> yeah, anyway, that's great. Uh, Thank I said you they very scream much. at their own ass. Yes. Not that the sound Is that comes true? from their ass. They scream at their. Oh, okay. No, there's a meme. There's a meme of a possum, like, oh, okay. kind of hissing at its butt. And. Uh, it says something along the lines of, um, you know what, I don't remember, but it's very funny, and possums are cute. I'm done. Because, I mean, obviously I've lost track of what has thumbs. I'll believe anything about possums. I'm having a rough night. <laughs> the important thing is possums. Yeah. No arguments here. Possums. <laughs> So you are getting the groundskeeper to chase you and eventually capture you. Is that what I'm hearing? Not capture me. I fuck think no. A, I'm just he's running. a distraction. Yeah. Okay. He's a distraction while we while we make our way inside the place. Mm -hmm. oh, I kept hearing sacrifice. This is making sure. 
Uh, so you lead uh, him on a wild goose chase, but in your case, the goose is a possum and the possum is you. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, that leaves the two of you who are not engaged in this uh, rat race to infiltrate into the Sunset House and look for the psychic trash. Without, so you're palpating the psychic emanations coming from this building. Of course, there's a lot of sadness. There's a lot of loneliness, but there is definitely a very intense source of psychic energy manifesting somewhere. Where do you think that you'd find the psychic trash in this place? Uh, psychic trash in this place. Uh, trash of the, um, like tea slash coffee room yeah does, does this place have a front desk you tell me so underneath the front desk there's usually the like where the secretary or the you know the staff kind of keep like they're they're not real personal things but you know the it's sort of work related sort of not um so there's like the loose collection of like scribbled notes and doodles as well as like wrappers for long discarded pieces of candy and i feel like that like from them watching people come and go and just getting the overall vibe that that trash has everything imprinted on it yeah i think yeah. that makes sense so you find uh, this desk and you look behind it you see there is there are old guest books that looks like people haven't signed into for a long time there are moldering bowls of candy that are all stuck in this one giant congealed piece uh, melange of butterscotch and cinnamon discs with the little strawberry candies uh, all congealed together in a bit of sadness and underneath all those loose bits of paper and things, uh, there is a spray bottle that it seems to be radiating a lot of psychic energy in. When you look at it, you see that there is some type of residue, like a little bit of old liquid at the very bottom of it. And um, it just gives off a lot of intense emotions. At this point, if you would like to outrun and outpace the groundskeeper and then come inside and enjoy your and join your friends, you can certainly do so because you said this was an old groundskeeper and he probably can't catch up with a possum uh, for, you know, you probably would outpace him pretty easily. Okay. I, I, I use that time to send Charles relevant possum memes in Discord. Um so so yeah now that now that i have uh succeeded in possum memeing i will join the group inside <laughs> okay fantastic so the next psychic trash uh that uh that you're going to be doing this exercise um you are tuning in to the emotional experience of this bottle. Do you see that there is um, this kind of substance? It looks, uh, what does this liquid look like inside the bottle? Like someone cracked a highlighter into it. Okay. So this is brightly colored. Is it viscous? Is it thin? 
Oh, it's thick. It's not like pudding thick, but like somewhere between maple syrup and like mostly dried out Coca-Cola. So the vision prompt that we're going to be exploring. So the question is kind of like how the other one is, where is Barry now? And this piece of trash is connected to where he is. So we're going to do a memory collage. So starting um, with one of you, you're going to have a five, you're going to describe for like five seconds at a time, uh, or you're going to describe a vision of like one five second interaction that has occurred with this trash within the last 24 hours. And that's going to continue until you feel like as a group, you have enough clues that it's going to help you identify where Barry is now. I could also provide an example if that would help kick off this vision. No, it's it's little kids screaming and, and drinking highly sugary beverages and similar shaped bottles. It is one of the uh, images. It, a five second interaction that's happened with this specific piece of, of trash. Okay, so yeah, it would be one of those bottles. Yeah. The bottle itself. Okay. The bottle itself is like what is how does someone interact with this specific piece of trash? I was about to say. Mm. Okay. The bottle okay. itself got here in the pocket of someone visiting their great grandmother, uh, and it was bought at a bodega about three blocks away. Okay. At that same bodega, um, that bottle um bore witness to um a couple of raccoons attempting like in a trench coat attempting to pass poorly made counterfeit currency now we're getting somewhere <laughs> uh, yeah and uh the school principal was there yeah yeah the the grade school school principal was was involved in the currency exchange of counterfeit stuff he they've got a large format copier that uh basically he's he's putting two dollar <laughs> bills through and he's he's not trying yeah. to counterfeit big bills because he knows he'll get copied he knows people don't see two dollar bills enough so he's just out there trying to like make counterfeit twos so he's like doubling the value of his ones that he's printing them on so it's a, it's a net increase <laughs> <laughs> so he's just printing over the one with like a two yeah <laughs> in his like laser and if this jet. works if, and if this works three <laughs> there are no three dollar bills you fool <laughs> is that enough clues or do you want to keep this vision going as you're interacting with this bottle well, we still need to know where Barry is now. So we've got the what and the who and the um so uh hmm. Well that's that's what we got off of this individual piece though. We could go to that bodega and look for more psychic trash. No. The it's clue not a, is that the principal from the grade school is there. Oh yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. 
We should go okay. to the grade school with that great dumpster. Yeah, it, it is a good dumpster, man, especially on garlic toast day. Mm, yeah. She okay. goes for miles around come on I, that day. I can't eat garlic. I'm sorry. John can. John eats garlic by the fistful. So wait, but possum, scream ass possums can't? Possums can't eat garlic? Garlic uh, garlic in uh, smaller mammals and in, big, in bigger mammals, uh, but to a much lesser extent, uh, can cause anemia. Huh. Wow, they only live that. for five years and they can't have garlic. That's it, why you I'm not sure again. I want to be reincarnated hey, as a possum. PSA for all you people out there, don't give your dogs garlic. Don't give them grapes well, either. Don't. Or chocolate. Yeah. I, I before I knew that I gave uh one of my dogs garlic because it's also a great uh uh deterrent for fleas and mosquitoes, but yeah. Yeah. All right. So um so this is a, a great like point that we can use to explore the mystery. So it sounds like between these two locations that you have identified who's involved and probably like a pretty strong hypothesis where uh, bloodstained barriers. So do you want to hunt for more trash or we can kind of like in like do a, a montage where you like break into the school to see if he actually is there or you want so basically are you wanting to find out more clues or are you wanting to just kind of jump to the chase um as we I are think we should probably jump to the chase yeah because we probably have enough time for about one one and a half more scenes mm -hmm. that's kind of what i'm thinking so you have uh, picked up all this energy um sun's going to be coming up soon so you know you have to act quickly recover berry so describe what this elementary school looks like some of these spells you're getting to and then what are um two obstacles that you need to overcome before you can rescue bloodstained berry mm, so it has not like this school Ooh, was in the one. 60s and has not been updated <clears throat> uh one of the obstacles we have to overcome is the school mascot uh the um blah 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 elementary school uh hawk which is an actual hawk which roosts uh, on top of the school yeah occasionally they'll buy like bunnies and stuff and just let it go in the field it's like uh yeah offering to the hawk so it's trained to they kill. do that at halftime at all the all the dodgeball games too it's really fucked yeah. up and dodgeball totally has a halftime mm-hmm mm-hmm What's another obstacle? Um, the haunted jungle gym. Ooh, like <laughs> the swings are constantly moving by themselves, even on days when there is no wind. They say you can hear the screaming of children burning their ass on the slide, <laughs> even in the middle of December. I want to know how that's an obstacle because that's evocative and I personally love it. Um, fish are notoriously afraid of ghosts. Opossums are notoriously easy to get possessed. So there you go, Dr. Uh, yeah. yeah, Ian. Seagulls are not fond of hawks, but we're good with ghosts. Like we're 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 I can probably handle that one. I'm also um, terrified of so. hawks. Okay. Um yeah, the hawk is 
probably one we're going to have to deal with first. But let me take care of the ghosts for you guys first. Um, so I just swoop uh, to the the playground and I basically start uh, start you know going to to frighten the ghosts away, and that works on ghosts, right? I believe so. Um, it's either that or you like you unplug the electrical, so then you, the magnetic waves stop affecting your brain. But yeah, Kaka, mm. that that sounds pretty solid. Yeah. All right, cool. I mean, that's why you know, uh, like animal totems are supposed to scare ghosts away and everything, right? Terrified of seagulls and whatever birds' noise I was just making. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, ghosts taken care of. Let's uh, let's talk about this hawk. Yeah. Um, what kind of hawk is it? Let's say it's a Cooper's hawk. So it's like not a big hawk. It's feisty, but it's not big. Like the like if we our, our powers combine, we should be able to take him. Especially since between the three of us, we've got like navy army air force you know yeah all right so i'll go out and distract the hawk and you you sneak up from behind it let me just put on my my fishy uh southern bell costume because we know this will work <laughs> i go out there and you hear <laughs> oh yeah you can't hear my fully work <laughs> and uh the hawks up there circling it's like oh no it's such a hot summer day out here <laughs> at the elementary school uh, it would be awful if a hawk swooped down tried to eat just what a delicate little morsel of a fish i am i saw this i saw this same episode of a bug's bunny so <laughs> Ian, he's not sexualizing this any more than Looney Tunes does. It's just yeah. a silly, yeah, silly Bugs Money chick. Okay, throw an X card. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I am waiting above so, on the haunted jungle gym to jump on the back of the hawk when it comes for my fishy friend. That's awesome. And once you're on its back and I'm you've torn its wings off, I'll peck out its eyes. Well, and when this hawk starts pummeling, 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 when the hawk falls, you can catch me so I don't die. Yes, okay, was my, that's good. That's what I was thinking. You you rip the wings, I'll catch you. That's that's very metal. That's teamwork, and it's metal. You have like a little possum guitar bass thing. Yeah. Yes, I do. I keep it in my possum pouch. I love it. I, hey, I would, that's why I thought I'd ask. Okay, so you have come up with plans to scare the ghosts away and then also deal with the hawk. So now that those are out of the way, you see in the far distance the sun beginning to rise. Where do you break into this school to find Barry? Oh, the kitchen, the the pottery kiln area. Um, there's also probably the, like the stage area where they were obviously putting on Le Miserable because every grade school does a stage production of Le Miserable. <laughs> 
and Dude, they've got hey. they've got the guillotine all set up and ready to go. <sighs> so I think that's where the where Barry is is probably in the guillotine. Yeah, I love this. Yes, and fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I think that what's happened is uh, they're going to use this guillotine in some sort of uh, like depraved pork consuming ritual that uh, we innocent animals would know nothing about. Charles, this is the game, not your fantasies. (laughs) At least the three of us, right? I mean, Let's see. Seagulls that eat pork. Never mind. They don't eat anything. They're disgusting birds. Give me the dramatic montage of scenes as the three, you know, as you three thrash animals break in and heroically rescue Barry. Well, ooh, ooh, ooh. At at first, I swoop in and I, um, like, uh, by the way, I could have used any number of words for fly tonight, but you'll notice I've swooped every time. Um, I, I swoop in and swoopingly, I uh, cut the um, sandbag and like the uh, other sandbag goes like hurtling down and like smacks one of the people who holding uh, the, the feral pig hostage. Like that's how I'm, I do my Charlie's Angel thing. I, uh, I'm going to tromble in. Yeah, on, on, my, on my weird little possum feet. Crumble. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I scoot, and the entire time I'm only ducking in between people's feet, and then my little, my weird little possum hands are going to uh, work on the lock, uh, uh, or probably just latch of, uh. Bloody berries, uh, blood, uh, blood, whatever, blood soaked. The, yeah, blood, blood, blood stained, blood stained berry. There we go. Blood stained berries. Let's uh, call it the, yeah, and you're trying to undo, like, let's call it the, the collar of the guillotine, shall we? Yeah, just, (laughs) well, it's probably just like a latch. I can just, yeah, I just like thinking of a guillotine as having a collar. That's all. That's Mm -hmm. fair. So there's obviously a wheelchair ramp up to the stage because accessibility matters in yeah. That school. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I I start at the back of the auditorium and I'm just like swimming up and just tapping that accelerator knob as quickly as I can so that the the skateboard is at max speed and I hit that wheelchair ramp and my board in the fishbowl fly up into the air and it is a sight to behold because you didn't think the skateboard could get that high by itself this one's battery powered so obviously (laughs) even higher but the problem is the skateboard tilts forwards and my fishbowl the double-sided tape that that i secured wasn't secured very well and the fishbowl itself comes off and flies at the head of the lead uh the the principal himself and Mm. so my bowl lands on his head which fat jowls so it seals above his nose and so i'm swimming around in front of the principal's face with my fishbowl attached firmly to his fat head mm-hmm. <laughs> i like it no you right. is it a no 
No, no. I mean, this. So I'm. I'm not a GM. I'm just moderating. So you're all telling the story amongst yourselves. So as long as you're agreeing and yes, ending, then that is what happens. Um, Hell yeah! So I even does... like the image of the principal's like bad toupee, kind of like floating off the top of his head inside of the water. You know? Yeah. I love it. I love it. So then, how does this play out? So, um, how do you make your dramatic escape from? Uh, with Bloodstained Barry and who's pursuing you as you are freeing him. We ride him to freedom. He's very fast. And, uh, and even, we, uh, even I am like, huh? This is a quick interjection. Have we established what species Barry is? I, I heard Tusk Barrel before. Fig. Okay, I was just making sure because I heard Tusk and I was just making sure. Okay, okay good. I don't want to read Continue. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, feral pig. Which, by the way, earlier ah, never mind. Um, yeah, uh, yeah, why not? Uh, when you mentioned his, like him goring somebody, uh, I was just going to add that uh, you know, it, the thing about boars is that they go for the like like certain other animals, they go for the testicles and the the penis parts. Uh, they charge with their tusks. And so anyone who's been gored by a bull almost always has had to have like some sort of reconstructive surgery of like their inner thigh and or yeah, junk. So it's it's a terrifying uh, prospect being gored by a, a wild pig. Um, yeah, uh, we're going to ride on him for that reason. Uh, and who's chasing us, you guys? Uh, the principal's chasing you guys, and I am on the principal's head. <laughs> I love it. I like it. Very Ferris Bueller ish. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So you are able to uh, free Bloodstained Barry and foil this conspiracy between the raccoons and the school principal and able to restore the balance between the free animals and the trash animals. So you have successfully, as a group, been able to solve your first psychic trash mystery so give yourself a clawed head on the back or talons claw on the back as uh the credits dramatically roll with the appropriate uh disco rock anthem remix that uh blasts through so that would bring our live play of this to a close and we can transition from the world of animals and trash to announcements that john is going to make yes john is going to make announcements uh friends this has been psychic trash uh pandas no psychic trash detectives there we go i know what's happening uh a game by bridget winters with art by av erie and dustin patrick winter uh, there are links on our Twitter and in the show notes if you're watching this past uh, in the future past. Um, so you can find it there. I ordered it today, so it's still available for pre-order. Should uh, ship either fairly soon or moderately soon. Um, first, for our friends who are not with us tonight, uh, Bridget is going to be doing a live reading from her newest release this Sunday. You can find the details for that at bdbrave.com. That's B-E-E-D-E-E-B-R-A-V-E.com. Um, and Kevin wants you to know that 
Episode 7 of Foil to the Face is coming out this Friday. It's part three of their Doomkirk arc, uh, entitled Behind Closed Doors. Uh, if you haven't checked out Foil to the Face, it is a Mjorkborg um, live play show. Um, you know, the the bunch of us chuckle fucks do a live show where we play a different game every single week, uh, which I hope you enjoy. Uh, but if you kind of have that itch for like sustained campaign play, you should go check out Fail to the Face as well. Um, hey, I had a new book drop yesterday. Uh, my book, No Guild of Bloodshed, which is a uh, my first and uh, my first Western, uh, came out. It is a uh, a splatterpunk Jewish Western filled with extreme violence, graphic depictions of uh, various unpleasant acts and some pleasant acts, actually. Um, there is a non-zero number of blowjobs within the book. I will say that uh, <laughs> non-zero being my favorite way to describe sexual acts. Um, I'm really proud of it. Um, it's, it's a really cool book. Lots of Jewish lore bloody vengeance lots of bigots and human traffickers get straight up murdered so if you like those kinds of people getting murdered you will enjoy this book a few announcements for madness heart press uh specifically uh we recently came out with uh a new book called the last five minutes of the human race a coloring book it is available on Amazon and Madness Heart Press. Uh, it is stories from Michael Allen Rose, an incredible Wonderland award-winning author, and art from the incredible Jim Agpalza, one of the best-known Bizarro artists out there. Uh, they teamed up together to put this book together. We re released a super beautiful hardcover edition that costs like all the money in the world. Uh, the coding book has all the same art, has uh, the same stories, but it's really cheap. It's like 12 bucks, maybe 13 bucks. Um, and you can color it in yourself without feeling like you're destroying like this beautiful artifact. Uh, it's a really cool, really cool thing. I'm very proud of it. Uh, speaking of proud, uh, today I sent off the proof copy request for R2 or R Room or Red Room. Uh, it is a solo role-playing journaling game in which you run your very own snuff film business. Um, it is really dark. <laughs> it is extremely dark. Uh, but uh it's a very cool game. I wrote the fiction for it and did a lot of the layout work. The author is Alexi Vela, who you might know from Liminal Space uh, and a few other horror games. And he did the the, uh, the game design. So uh, we will have that up on Madness Heart Press soon for pre-order. Um, we'll also have the Splatter League up on Madness Heart Press for pre-order uh, fairly soon. So check those two things out. And finally, ugh, we have Pure Hate by Raph James White. 
coming out in October, just in time for Halloween. Uh, it is a very cool book about a debonair, debon, wow, I butchered that word, um, debonair uh, serial killer doing serial killer stuff, including some family annihilation. Charles, I know you're a fan of that. Um, and I think that's everything I have to say. Uh, thank you to Bog Wizard for our intro and outro music. Uh, Barbaria, author album Purple Miasmic Smoke. Thank you, everyone, Behold. for joining us. What? Oh, I'm wearing their shirt today. Oh, tonight. Yes. Yes, indeed. Um, friends, thank you for joining us on this consensual journey we call Wandering Monster. I have been John Baldisberger. I've been Charles R. Bernard. Ian Voss. Mr. Paschke. We will be back next week, but until then, make sure to cover yourself in smoked paprika and prepare yourself for cannibalism. <laughs> <laughs>